0: Welcome to a new episode of Get Fiddles and Parafiddles. My name is Chris. My name is John. And John, we have reached a monumental historical episode.
1: Yes, we have, Chris. I feel, I feel like uh, like I need to send out. Uh, like I just won an award. I need to thank some people. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Or slap some people. Or slap some people across <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the lips. Uh, no, oh, man, this is uh, cool. Episode 50. We uh, our little uh, little 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 engine that could. Uh, right Absolutely. just look at it 50. look at it go just look at it
0: we sure are proud of it
1: yeah man yeah uh, pretty stoked man um got some you know we got some stuff in the uh in the cauldron we're working on
0: oh yeah uh, always so, stoked um, on the fire
1: yep uh appreciate all the uh downloads and followers and uh don't forget to speaking of followers chris uh, mm-hmm. don't forget to follow us on our social media platform thingies
0: Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. Just just search get, get 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 paradid and it all comes up. It will auto
1: populate, if you will. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty stoked, man. Uh couldn't do this without you. I thank you, my friend.
0: Oh, thank you, my friend. You are the you are the um what are the, what do they call the um when you when you have all the ideas, I can't think of it right now. Um, the, the, the brain trust the brain thank it you is. you that's are right. the brain trust you are the brain i'll be the trust. i'll be the tech guy you be the brain trust i the sex appeal chris i'm the yeah, brain trust that's, that's what it is okay. you be the head i'll be the body that's right <laughs> that's
1: right that's, oh my god it's a Good weird word. image yeah, well, <laughs> yeah yeah uh move along nothing well, to see here on. well something that we can
0: talk about that gets us excited is atlanta sports uh obviously the baseball season yes. has started we're Mm-hmm. We're trucking along well, still not, under... A not not,
1: not only, sorry, Chris, not only as no. the baseball season started, but we are the world champion. We are the world champions. Doesn't
0: it feel amazing? Like, put on your t-shirt and if it's, it does. You know, it's like World Series, like, man, all year long, I can be proud to wear this.
1: Right, right. And I think what what, like I said, and I think we probably touched on this when we were chopping this up. It's just we are no longer the butt of any more jokes, Chris. None. Zero. I, I mean, it just, I, I just, I can sleep better at night. You know, my, my food tastes a little better. You know, <laughs> I got a little more, a little more steam in my stride, Chris. Okay. <laughs> a just in yeah, your step. a little pep in your step, right? A little dangle in your dangle, if you will. <laughs> um, uh, it's exciting, man. Um, you know, um, yeah, it, it, yeah, I hate to be the guy, but I'm going to be Debbie Downer. Uh, I still think we got a little bit of a hangover happening with the Braves. Um, we're still working some stuff out, but man, the baseball season's a grind, Chris. It's I mean, a grind. It's like tw- it t- it's like twelve years, like a yeah. season. It's like twelve so it's years, a very
0: long time. I think we will always put put it in perspective for us, which this can never happen again, and I'm I'm just going to stand true to that. We were a sub 500 team until August last year, and we won the World Series. That doesn't happen and probably won't again in, in the rest of my life. I don't life. think
1: so. I don't think so, man. I think you're right. I mean, that was a, what a run, man. You want to talk about stuff that I would never think I would see from any sports team in the state of Georgia. It was just clutch, man. Like yeah. super yeah. like, like, you know, nut dragon clutch, man. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm.
0: know? but I mean, Alex Anthropolis, man, like imagine making those deals trading those guys, Ronald gets hurt and he makes all these, these perfect chess moves and it all pays off. Like that's when, that when those guys started like actually playing after the, um, after the, the all-star game, like August is where everything took off and and baseball at that point only had two months left.
1: Yeah. It was done, dude. Yeah. It was a done deal. And I think that you and I, once again, man, golly, man, like we are connected to the, to the, to the pipeline of, of, of clairvoyancy. Do you like that word? That was big. Ooh, yes. I just thought Ooh, yes. of it. Yes. We told you guys that Freddie Freeman probably was not going to be here. Don't be yep. surprised if he wasn't. I'm pretty sure, Chris, I've been repeating we, that. And we, and and we talked the, about and this. Was
0: the, I was the bad guy in the room when I brought it up, but I'm like, look, y'all. I, out me. or we not. Talk, lock, we talked. Lock out or Yeah. Not with you, but lockout or not. Freddie wasn't coming back. And now. I mean, I'm sad about it, but I'm not heartbroken.
1: You know, I'm not either because based on what I know to happen now, you know, I I, it's just what I'm reading on Twitter. You know, so it must be true. Um, I I think his agent kind of screwed him, man.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think it is definitely an agent
1: thing. They. I think the they said an kinda, ul- kinda,
0: they set kinda, an ultimatum on them, and yeah. and and that's not the way it works. Did you hear the the interview that Chipper Jones did with six forty AM?
1: I did. Yeah. yeah,
0: I mean he's he was mad, and he he warned Freddie. He was like, "You you can't you don't put an ultimatum on this on this organization if you want to play for them. And they send you an offer, play for them, which means
1: take the offer. Take the and offer, man. Play like, hardball. You,
0: you get to wear Dodger blue now. Good luck.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I listen. I, I make no. Uh, bones about a man trying to make a living. Okay. But it it just seems like, um, you know, he did that interview and he was all sad and crying like, dude, that's kind of crocodile tears. Cause if you wanted to be here, you would have been here. They made you an offer. Okay. And your, your agent hedged, hedged your bet. And this is where you're at. Yeah. Which, which is how, which is going to allow the Braves to be successful moving forward. Right. it's the same problem that you were going to have, say with the Falcons, right? You, you, you pay one player, you know, all this money, you can't put a team around him. Well, here's the
0: thing too. Like it's still early to say this, not for Dansby, Dansby's coming up. So you got that guy possibly to renew, but you got Ozzie in four years. You got Ronald in four years. You got some core guys, Darno, yeah. Freed, Soroka, like these these guys. Those are, are those are great. the
1: guys that are going to break the bank, Kristen. Pitches.
0: Well, I mean, Acuna is going to be in that that elite of elite, like Tatis, Mike Trout level yeah. contract, or he's going to expand. He'll he'll be able to pull that kind of money, a four hundred million, yeah. say, ten year
1: cool. deal. And he's worth every penny, though.
0: But the Braves don't write checks like that, so you Know we got four years to four or five years to think about it, but you know, Acuna in another jersey, Albies in another jersey, you can't go both, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. you can and only I'll, afford one of these
1: guys, and I think it's probably gonna be Albies. You may be right, Chris, you may be right on that, man. Um, however, I think that Anthopolis did the right thing, man. Like, you know, um, you gotta just it's business, baby, it's not personal. Um, yep, yep. but yeah, it's awesome, man. It's, it's really nice knowing, um, that uh, you know you're you're the champs, man. I mean, yeah. good
0: lord, champions. Speaking of of, of champs and possible champs, the Hawks are they're they're putting their head down and trying to yep. get this year. Nice to see some I mean, consistency from the Hawks,
1: right, man? I mean, like this is what we're talking about, man. Like once the floodgates open, man, you know it's like you know all the curse of Atlanta sports. No, there's no curse. You just got to go out there and you got to just you got to win you get know, but you, you got to have the right guys too, you know, get, you, you do like right guys it. and the money to throw around. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, looks like they're running into a formidable opponent in the Miami heats or mm-hmm. they're giving them, uh, all they can handle. Um, yeah. so, uh, I think series goes back to Miami. They're down three to one, you know, oh. we'll see, you know, we'll see what they can, uh, what they can muster up here. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I would say Magic Eight Ball says outlook not good, Chris. Outlook not good. <laughs> Ask, <laughs> not again later. Later. Yeah. <laughs> Ask again <laughs> later. Yeah. That's it. Oh so, man. But yeah, man. I mean ATL sports, man. Like, you know, we're a major major market city here.
0: hmm
1: mm-hmm. And it's really nice to have our sports teams, you know, kind of um, you know, walking the, you know, walking the talk a little bit. So Yeah.
0: Yeah. It feels like they're, they're toe in the line. You know, everybody, everybody's pulling together. Yep. We can just yep. get the Falcons on board. we we'll
1: Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Sorry. Ask again later. That. Dang. I shouldn't say <laughs> yeah,
0: anything. Ask again later. Oh man. Well, um, let's shift gears, John. Um, yep. you brought yeah, up something talk, with talk, me. Yeah. Uh, John and I are always talking with each other, uh, text talk or what, what it may be. And, um, America, as, as are other countries, there's a huge shipment um, issues and shortages with products and things like that. And um, John's talking to me today about something I thought would be interesting to to talk about on the podcast. He he even said that he's like maybe something to potentially talk about on the podcast. And um, what I find interesting is that the stuff that we take for granted that... Yeah you don't think would be a supply chain issue. You know what I mean? Like you think about food, yeah. it's like, okay, food. But when somebody right. like targets something like wheat, wheat alone is going to be short. You're like, well, what, well what's in, what, wheat, what's wheat in? Well, basically everything. If Pretty much carb.
1: all. Yeah. All. The so, John, all. So,
0: so John brings up that there's going to be a shortage of tubes for tube amps. Yeah. Yes. And it could uh, impact guitarist in a big, big way. Of course, John can talk about this more clearly. So, so John, walk us through this.
1: Yeah, sure. I, I, I thought this was a, uh, you know, and this is kind of a fluid situation. Um, so, um, uh, not sure if our listeners have heard about this little skirmish in Ukraine that's been going on, but if you haven't, uh, <laughs> it's kind of a, you know, it's a big thing, big deal. deal. It's a big deal. deal. Yeah. Um, so at any rate, um, so vacuum tubes that go in guitar amps, there's basically two main manufacturers of said tubes. One's in China. The other is in Slovakia, which is over in the Baltic Russian area, right? Mm -hmm, Things mm -hmm. are not looking real good over there as far as exporting your products. So, you were having all of these amp manufacturers. I mean, Chris, these amp manufacturers—they're taking orders. You know, they're like filling orders from Nam. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and not on—not only you know their their own you know sales that they that they do with their other um vendors they work with. Like you know, if you're a Fender, like you go to Nam and you basically sell your gear for the year so these guys back at fender know what kind of amps they need to make
0: for the well that's year, the first right? thing that when you brought this up that's the first thing i thought about like wheat goes in bread wheat goes in pasta well if tubes go in amps then how are companies that make amps going to that that affects the ability for them to sell an amp if they can't get a tube
1: yeah and what you're going to start seeing is you're going to see prices go up man they're going to be just astronomical okay i mean just for like a Say a basic like little 112 combo, Mm -hmm. all tube or all valves as the British say, uh, valve amplifier, 112, just a small little combo, you know, probably weighs 30 pounds, not 25 pounds, pretty light. You know, you could probably get one pre pandemic, like a decent, you know, hot rod DeVille from Fender for probably, you know, you could find one used for about 500 bucks, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, brand new. They're like 700. Now that same amp now is probably gonna be double that. It's probably gonna be more closer to a thousand eleven hundred dollars. Wow. Just for a basic one twelve combo amplifier because raw materials are more expensive. Supply chain issues of getting your product shipped from factory to store, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. you know, your music store is going to have to, usually the music stores eat the cost on all that freight. Wow. Unless, unless you've got something worked out where you make a large order and they'll, they'll eat the freight. But what they're doing, is they're just going to put it back into the cost of the goods, man. Like nothing's free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So what you're going to start seeing is over the COVID, um, crisis. That's the word I was looking for the COVID crisis. Mm-hmm. The guitar industry was booming. Chris, like guitar sales were through the roof, right? People are staying at home and they want to know how to play guitar. Right. And they see all these, you know, um, guys on YouTube playing these awesome amps and they're all, you know, they just go down the rabbit hole cause you have access to information as a, as a layman. Uh right and if you're a you know a gen Xer or a boomer you know got a good job and got money like i want to go out and buy a nice 100 watt marshall like joe bonamassa's got you know or whatever you know what i'm saying yeah so you had a not only did you have a rise in sale in guitars but you had a rise in sales in tube amplifiers as well because you got to have an amp to play guitar Mm -hmm. so you got all this demand and now you have basically one of the biggest tube manufacturers just Completely out of the game. Now I have read that since then, uh, this was kind of happening a few weeks ago. Like you know, the two manufacturers were basically sending out just emails to their their you know vendors that hey, what you got's what you got. You know, so um, I think they've you know China has agreed to ramp up production. I think they've opened another they're working on it. Uh, the Slovakian, um, to place, I think is in the process of relocating so they could you get around all this craziness that's going on. So right now for, you know, for the next year or so, it might get a little squirrely, but I just see a trend, you know, and I think this is just going to kind of kick it in the butt, kick it over the edge. You know, everything that, For the most part, everybody's using digital amp and cabinet modeling, dude. Like everybody is doing it now for the most part. Now there's, uh, you know, I would say it's right now it's still more like 65, 35 tube amps to digital amp and cabinet modeling. But I mean Mm -hmm. that, that percentage is going, is getting, you know, closer and closer by the day, by the second kind of deal. Cause and it's obviously just, with,
0: with a shortage like this, it, right. it helps people make that decision when they're ready to buy
1: something. Right. I mean, you just kind of like, well, sh- <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing, man. Think, think if you're a touring act, mm-hmm. right. And you're relying on a tube amp and you run out of tubes and you blow tubes in this amp. Like, what are you going to do? Right. Right. Like, especially if that particular amp is like your sound, you know, and you can't get that thing to work. You know, you might find something that's close to it that that gets you there. But us as guitar players, man, like if you find the right amp, that especially if you're in a band and you're going for whatever genre, like there's just certain amps that kind of check a box if you're in a certain particular genre, right? Mm-hmm. So if you can't use said check box amp, man, like what are you going to do, man? Like you basically got a paperweight at that yeah. point if you can't. Yeah. You know, if you can't get new tubes for it. So I think ultimately what's going to happen is you're going to see just like session guys using tube amps.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And all these touring acts, man, because you got to think, man, I can't imagine what amp and cabinet modeling is going to be like in 10 years. Mm-hmm. Because that's kind of the cycle the technological advancement cycle, right? Am I right, Chris? Ten years, the decade? Like you can see yeah. I mean, you can see marked changes year over
0: year, sometimes depending on the on the technology. But yeah, I mean, every 10 years there's normally substantial from from the release of a technology to the growth of that technology.
1: Yeah. And, and I, think, a, I think I right? think the main I think the main thing that it just gets smaller, right? Yeah. Everything yeah. just keeps getting smaller.
0: Smaller and smaller and smaller. Yep.
1: Right. So, in ten years, they're going to get this amp and cabinet modeling so close to the real thing, it is going to blow your mind how accurate it's going to sound.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, for me personally, you know, if you had to put a gun to my head, I would say it's not quite there yet. Uh, and I own this stuff, so I mean, I'm I'm going I'm going to shoot you straight here, Chris. Okay, straight shooter, um, but man, it's for the Jimmys and Joes in the audience. They don't give a flying flip if you've got a hundred watt hand wired boutique head.
0: Well, let me say this so, because if you put on like a technology hat, what eventually yes. happens, and you say uh, for context, I'll, you say that it's at like sixty five thirty five, but you mm-hmm. let that get to fifty fifty. Yep. And what's going to happen is, is that the years are going to go by and there's going to be fewer and fewer people who own actual amplifiers. And what's going to happen is the sound that they remember will have been forgotten, right? They're like, well, you won't, you won't have to worry about saying it's close
1: because you really won't have a point of reference anymore. Right. It's kind of like, um, having the work, having the work truck, right? You're going to keep the Lexus in the garage and you're Mm going to drive the work truck. To work. Yep. 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 It's the same thing with the guitar amps, Chris, you're going to leave the real nice tube amps in the studio, or you might take them out to a local pub gig or something like that, but you're not going to take your coveted, you know, tweed basement on the road to get it used and abused. No. And you might not be able to find parts for it ever again. Yeah. You know, like you're just, and just from a cost analysis standpoint, like it's so much more efficient to use amp and cabinet modeling, man. Like it's yep. less, less stuff. Yeah. Right. Less gear. Less, less gear, and tear on your back. <laughs> less wear and tear on your back. Less yeah. crew you got to take. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like it's like a domino effect, man. Right. Uh, of of just streamlining your workflow, especially in the live setting, man. I mean, you know, like. It, it, it just makes sense. It just makes sense. Right. Yeah. Um, especially now with COVID, you know, and uh, I'm sure the the money for touring bands is probably not as lucrative as it once was. So like if you can keep your crew small,
0: mm-hmm. you know, the
1: band can probably, you know, you can afford to give the band a little more money, which is I mean, I'm not saying that the crew guys aren't important because they are Chris. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. Mm hmm. But, you know, just, I'm just generally speaking here, painting with a broad brush and sure. and I just, I, I feel like, um, that's just kind of like you said, Chris, as soon as it gets to that 50, 50, it's just, yeah. that's going to be the fulcrum point because yeah, everybody that's on tour, Chris is going to want to do what the next guy on tour is doing. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. And as soon as you don't have to load heavy amps and and all
0: that kind of stuff up anymore, that's less, you know, less, one less, you know, bus or one less tractor trailer or, you know what I mean? Like you get smaller and smaller. Like you say, technology
1: is going to get smaller and smaller. And it's the same every night, dude. It's rinse and repeat, man. Yep. Yep. Right. With my tube amp. Now, now uh, let me preface this by saying that whatever room I have to go into, I'm always having to tweak to the room. Okay. Even with my digital stuff, right. I'm constantly having to dial into the room and I highly Highly recommend that to any guitar player. Don't just set it and forget it. You need to be mindful of what the room sounds like and then, you know, EQ accordingly.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: With that being said, with a tube amp, it is much more, much more, much more fluctuations in my EQing from room to room. With the digital stuff, Chris, I mean, it is like super, it's two things. It's either a high pass filter or a low pass filter, mm-hmm. right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's it. That's all, That's the only adjustments I'm going to make from room to room with my digital stuff, right? It's either low passing or high passing the room. That's it. Everything else is there. It sits where it needs to sit because it's already been dialed in, right? Mm-hmm with tube amps man like even during a performance man i'll go back to my amp and adjust the mid range if it's not cutting through or if it's too bassy you know rolling off the low end or you know you know what i'm saying like it's you're it's a it's a constant kind of dance you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. uh that you're doing um so you don't have to do that with the digital stuff you know what i'm saying like it's 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 a set it and forget it kind of thing and to me like that is just such a Like that's, that's what you want when you're on the road. Like you want to get up, do your thing and get out. So I think that's what you're going to start to really do, man. Um, Now, in order for that to get to that 50% threshold, I think you're, we're still about another 10 years away, Chris. Really? I think so. Wow. Let me think about that.
0: Well, here here would be my question. How long did it take to go from 10% to 35?
1: I would say 10 years.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: I mean, and and the reason why, Chris, is because it, it was like a, the technology had to get, get, it had to get up to snuff. Right. Right. To where one, it's reliable, right? And two, you can have it fool you for the real thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think that that, it took a while for those two things to catch up. But I would say for me, you know, um, we were, um, we were out on the road. I think it was, when was it, was it, was we opened up for the band Parmalee. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Down at Callaway Gardens. Remember that, Chris? Oh,
0: yes. That was a hot day. God, God,
1: it was hotter than...
0: We were outside the entire time. Or we were inside of a trailer, which was basically just a
1: hot box. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So anyway, they're sound checking. And um, he has a uh, tube amp rig for that. Okay. Sounded Mm -hmm. great. I mean, it sounded good. I don't remember what it was. I think he was using, I think he had a 50-watt Buddha head, mm-hmm. all tube head, uh, which are the Buddhas at that time were kind of boutique They were kind of new on the scene, kind of like a cross-between, like a Marshall and a Matchless kind of a deal. Uh, great sounding heads. Uh, and he had a uh, 212 cabinet, I believe, or he had one, one by 12 cabinets, like stereo. Fast forward two years later, and I see him with another artist I was playing for. We opened up. We did a run of shows with him Um, and get to sound check on the first night. And he's playing and we're, we're, you know, they're already sound checking as we get to the venue. We're loading in, you know. And I'm listening to him and I'm like, man, that shit sounds great. I don't remember it sounded that good. <laughs> <laughs> Go up. He's playing a Helix. Uh-huh. So that to me, that was, that was my first, like, okay, I get it. I get it. And talk to him in depth about how awesome that thing was and how it was a game changer. And like, it just, and it was man, like it was just a complete game changer. If, if you know how to dial that thing in properly and it doesn't take a whole lot. Now you, it's, you have to spend some time with it, get familiar with the UI and, and, and all that stuff, but you can dial in a, such a accurate, um, model of whatever amp or cabinet you're trying to dial in. I mean, it is painstakingly close. Nice. Real close. To well, the point to a, where I didn't even know until I knew, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, maybe this is an endorsement to say if there's anybody on the fence out there listening to this that holding out for a, a tube amp, or maybe they've been trying to make a decision not for a tube amp, but maybe for digital. Maybe this is the thing that'll push them over
1: the edge. I mean, I, I, I listen. I, I'll say this until the cows come home. Until that time comes. You're not that they haven't got there yet, man. Like uh, having a good quality, like tube amp. I mean, that's still, that's, you know, it's the standard. It's the standard. It is, Chris. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I would be lying if I said it wasn't because it
0: is. Well, I mean, I could say that about electronic drums. Like, it don't matter. I mean, working all the way back as many years, decades, we could say, you and I at music stores, like Mm -hmm. electronic drums still to this day can't compete with an acoustic drum set and acoustic drum sets over a hundred years old and it's still the standard.
1: It is, man. It's like you, once you, once you invent the wheel, man, it's like, you're, it's, it's real hard to, you know, you set the, set the bar real high with that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but man, it, I'm telling you, Chris, like it, it ha- I'll never forget, man. I'll never forget when I walked into that, that venue I could have swore and I didn't know until I went up on the stage and saw it. I thought that they had had, cause I hadn't seen him since we did that gig at Callaway. This was a couple of years down the road, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought maybe he had some amp and cabs and ISO boxes, you know, back behind the stage, you know, which a lot of touring acts will do. Nope. Mm-hmm. It was the hundred watt Plex Plexi model in the Helix. And it sounded like a hundred watt, Marshall. Wow. It it was really good. It was really convincing. And I said, I'm done. <laughs> I will <laughs> take my money. Sorry. So, you know, I, I just think it, it's really, I mean, there's just such a, you know, uh, ecosystem now too for all of this digital amp and cabinet modeling, man. I mean, it is just like a community of nerds that it's like a nerd Voltron being formed
0: constantly <laughs> in constant transformation mode
1: you know because I'll, I'll talk about this with you know some some casual you know lovers of music you know they'll ask me about my my rig and stuff and i can just tell like they start going cross-eyed when i start to get get to the nuts and bolts of it you know uh, because yeah, it is, uh, it's, it's a lot, it's a different, different about, it's, you know, it's a you definitely different, have a different mindset. Of, yeah. You got to have a mindset you really do, like, man.
0: willing to take on what you just said, like learning the interface and all
1: that. Yep. I mean, it, it, it is just a, um. it's just something you got to come to grips with, man. I mean, like I said, if you've got the money and you've got a, the space and you want to have some really good tube amps, I mean, I would say go ahead and do it and buy them because they're going to get hard to get and they're going to get expensive because, you know, um, either the demand is going to get so low that the prices will start to come down, you know, and there'll be like an abundance of it, or it'll be hard to get the parts and prices will be expensive. And it's like, why would I want to spend fifteen dollars, fifteen hundred dollars on like a shoebox tube amp when I could get a helix that has like everything in it, mm hmm, hmm, and like wow. be done forever, you know, um, because. Line six is constantly updating the firmware, right? So it's never going to go out of date. Right. It's never, they stop that process, Mm -hmm. which that was part of the, of the, the, the genesis of the Helix was they thought that through, like they were going to update the firmware once technology got better and coding got better for this stuff. And it has the past few firmware updates, man, they've, um, they've been, um, updating what's called the oversampling rate, which is basically the fidelity quality of these units. Yeah. Each time they update the firmware, the oversampling rates gets better. So the feel of it, all of it just gets better. So, um, w- once you start to get, uh, to a, to a, um, like I said, or like you said, Chris, that 50%, that's when you're going to see like majority of people probably, they're going to, what you're going to see is you're going to see a stage full of like dummy cabinets Yeah. look like there's amplifiers and then right. you're going to have a freaking helix and a rack mount right back over there and like a rack mount about that big. Yep.
0: Little tiny, little tiny thing running the whole show. Right. Running the whole show, Chris. Wow. Well, cool. We'll, uh, we'll continue to follow this, uh, this, this tube development thing and encourage you guys to do it too.
1: Um, yeah, it's so an so interesting it read. It, it really is. If you go on Twitter and just search in guitar vacuum tubes, there's a lot of really good, really good articles about, you know, the, the supply chain issue on that stuff and, um, encourage you to go and kind of read up on it. It's pretty interesting. Yeah.
0: Well, cool. Uh, before we get out of here, John reminded me before we got started, um, that we should talk about yes. a band that we've both been we've, been, we've both been buzzing about recently. I've been buzzing about it more. So, uh, John shared this band with me probably 10 months ago. We share music with each other quite a bit. Yep. And, because um, we're best friends, people, that's what best friends. best friends do. We do. Um, it's uh, a band called Mammoth. If you guys have never heard of this band called Mammoth. Um, and so what's funny is Mammoth was uh, nominated for a Grammy and I, I kept half an eye on the Grammy news stuff. I didn't watch the Grammys this year, but, and I see that come up and I was like, oh yeah, Mammoth! I thought might, might want to give them a listen. And I don't know if you guys have iPhones, but if you, if I go into that album, I can't not see John's name. So it says like it's shared by it's, it's a, it's a little share tab and it just says John right underneath the mammoth like artwork. So every time I go to it, uh, and I'm going to do it right now, we're doing, uh, we're doing this podcast. I want John to see this. Um, when you go up to it, it just, it just has like the shared stuff on there. And it, it literally says, yeah it's, me. Yeah. yeah, it's me. Yeah. So every time I, I see this, I, I, am I'm, I'm reminded that john shared this with me 10 months ago and uh and honestly i didn't really pay attention to it but then i I was like oh the grammy's wow crazy so i started listening to it and i'm like blown away by this album front to back it is amazing Mm -hmm. obviously if you guys don't know who it is i'm gonna let i'm gonna let john introduce some details about the the who, who mammoth is not not yeah go ahead john this it's it's cool
1: so so me being a lover of all things eddie van halen i um formality i love his son wolfgang van halen as well Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um wolf is an amazing musician man like he was in you know the van halen touring band towards the end there you know played the bass slapping the bass he was on the bass guitar but he's like kind of like like a savant like he can play all the instruments man like Mm -hmm. he's a phenomenal drummer Mm yep great guitar player can play bass and he's can sing great too. Yep. And I had no idea he's like the freaking, you know, the triple crown, you know? Yeah. Um, read an article on Twitter that, you know, he's releasing a record. So as soon as it got released, I immediately listened to it. And I was just floored. I, I was, you know, like when you hear somebody sing and you picture their face. Yes. And then then you see him in real life and it's like, wow, that is not, I got that wrong. That is completely not what I thought. Yep. Yep. Exact same kind of from the first song to the last song. I was just like, I was not expecting that. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what I was expecting. I don't know if I was expecting him to like play Panama and (laughs) time for teacher or, or, or Or, or, to have that kind of, yeah characteristics right but man like this is some like really quality hard rock yeah dude and that's what i was about to say it's modern hard rock i mean the only
0: band i could compare him to is like shinedown like great structured songs really thick everything's thick and in your face and obviously his voice is great and you know brent that sings for shinedown love that dude's voice um Mm -hmm you know, so that's the only band I, I would love to see those two bands together. Um, but yeah, I mean, modern, high quality, hard rock in your face. It's so good.
1: I just, so, you know, me being a, a wannabe engineer producer in my house, like the first thing that hits you, man, is like the fidelity of the record. Oh yeah. like He recorded all that stuff at 5150 studios, which is diddy. Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it has got a lot of mojo in that place, Chris. A lot yeah. of mojo. You can hear it um and you can hear it, man. It translates, man. Like you could it is just oozing with just just tone, man. Every, that's just such good tones everywhere, man. The kit sounds great. The bass guitar sounds great. The guitars, the vocals are just right. The melodic structures on his songs are just super like he keeps it real simple, man. Like it's like meat and potatoes. Yeah, some yeah, of the I mean, stuff. Like man. To,
0: to that, like, um, there's like when I listen to some of the the songs and I hear the drum parts, it's like the perfect thing played for a record. Obviously, they can embellish in a live standpoint. Yeah, but like I'll hear him like go through, and it's just like meat and potatoes. Like in, again, the in your face thing, and I think there's nothing that it's all the parts were so well constructed. It's like they everything complements each other so well.
1: See, and I think that that's probably what he drew the biggest thing from his father was which Eddie didn't get a lot of credit for. Like their song arrangements, man, like they were tight, dude. Like I mean, yep. like tight, tight, man. Like very tight. You know, you know, I mean like just think of all those iconic songs, man, like Panama, man. Like the arrangement on that is I mean, it's 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 freaking Panama, dude, right? Yep. You know, so like having that sensibility, right? I think that's the right word, is having that melodic sensibility um is really shining through that kid, man. Like he has got a really in tune ear because he's able to get what the sounds out of his head onto yep. tape.
0: Well, the other thing that really comes
1: Impressive. out too, like
0: is just him as a person, like super yes. humble, super upbeat,
1: positive like, person, like man, just totally, totally hasn't loves his dad, but does not want to be in that shadow. He's his own yeah. dude, man. He is trying to blaze his own trail. He is not riding his old man's coattails. I love it. He's a great follow on Twitter. Uh, Wolfgang Van Halen, please follow him on Twitter. It is amazing. He just roasts these people that like <laughs> get on his Twitter and like, man, you should play freaking pop for teacher, man. I came out with my four kids to hear. He's like, uh, go s- suck on a hot iron, dude. You know, like <laughs> it's, you know, I mean like kudos to that. Cause that's gotta be an awful big shoe to footprint to be behind, you know, And he's handling it so well, man. Just a great guy. He he just seems like a normal kid, man. Yeah. You know, Um, which is refreshing to see because most people who are come from famous parents are batshit crazy. Yeah.
0: That's what I was about to say. We expect him to be this like, you know, entitled, you know, asshole, but that is, that never comes across. I mean, when, I don't know if you've seen the video, but when Taylor Hawkins passed away of which. Obviously we could, we could talk about that. I'd probably start crying though. Um,
1: Yeah. RIP buddy. Yeah, man.
0: God. Um, There's a live video, obviously cell phone shot and he announces the song and you know, he, he, they talk about Taylor passing away and he's like, you know, we were, we were thinking about Taylor tonight and we just decided that this is something we have to do. Not something we want to do. We have to do this. And they launch into playing hero and you know just the way you tee up doing that you know like what a classy way to do that
1: yeah 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 man i mean that's um he's got the goods man he's going to be around i'm i'm very anxious to see what his next record's going to sound like cuz that's the make or break
0: yeah yeah that sophomore um,
1: that's that's kind of going to be where the rubber meets the road yeah um you know i'm Pretty sure I read an interview that he's been working on stuff while he's on the road trying to get that done. Mm-hmm. Um, but um I encourage everybody to go check that out, man, and listen to it from start to finish. It's it's killer, man. Like yeah, it's great. You know, it's really inspiring too, man. It's it's really, you know, because I'm in the process of writing <laughs> a record <rugged> muscle. <laughs> Shameless promotion.
0: Shameless promotion.
1: And it really kind of, um, put a lot of things in perspective, uh, for me as far as like, just keeping it simple, man. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it. Just keep it meat, meat. There's nothing wrong with a good hearty plate of meat and potatoes, Chris. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants any sashimi seared. I don't want that.
0: No. Okay. Tried and true, man. Tried and true.
1: Okay. I want meat and potatoes. This, this stands the test of time. Right. So, um, I think that, uh, that would be a great listen for all of our listeners. I challenge you to go listen it and let us know what you think about it. Uh, let us know on the, on the, on the socials. Uh, we'd love to get your thoughts on it. Um,
0: and, 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 and Wolfgang, we're going to, we're going to, when we post this, we're going to tag you in this Yes. and, and we would love to, we would love to talk to you on our on our podcast. So uh keep us in mind. Uh again, right. we, we we love you. We literally we love, love you it. and want to want to see your face and talk to you.
1: Yeah. You remember that skit on Saturday Night Live when Chris Farley was was interviewing people. He'd like have all the famous people and he'd go like, Hey, you remember that time you were in the Beatles? It's like Paul <laughs> oh, McCartney. <God."> That's <laughs> what I'd be. I'd be like, hey, hey, hey. remember that time when your when your dad gave you that that frankenstein guitar during that time (laughs) i saw i read it in guitar player magazine it's so awesome dude you know that (laughs) oh my god that that would probably be me he would probably be like hey i got some videotapes i got to return guys gotta go yeah so yeah hey man we'd we'd love to interview you buddy come on
0: come on come on through yep well john i feel like uh we did well here episode 50 feeling good
1: yeah 50 50
0: 50 50, 50. Yeah. We got some fun stuff coming up, uh, in the, in do, the coming episodes do. before we get to episode 60, we got some surprises that we have been, we have been boosting for a while. We've been pumping for a while and yes. it's about time to let them out the gate and let them, let them give you eight seconds. Yeah. Round. We're going to
1: let them, let them, let them horses run, baby. Like yeah, Ronnie, Ronnie Dunn <laughs> said, baby. let them horses run. <laughs> um, Dunn. Yeah. We're running done. Oh, Ronnie. Um, Yeah. I got, uh, i got a few, we, we've got a few things in the, in the fire, Chris, a few ores in the fire. Yes. I stoking. think you guys are going to, I think you guys are going to dig it. Uh, we're going to continue to chug this, uh, this train down the tracks for you guys. Um, uh, right. and, uh, hope you and, uh, enjoy the content we're bringing for you
0: for real. Appreciate everybody. Thank you for the comments, the likes, the post, yes. All the, all the goodness that comes through. And, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna keep it churning. Like John said, keep it going down the tracks. Yeah, baby. Well, John, set us up, man. Get us out of here.
1: We are out.